Deep down inside, I believe most people on the planet are heartbroken. Why? Because they have betrayed the visions, ambitions, values, mission in their heart. They have betrayed their talent. I think the biggest shift in our lives, the things that makes us the happiest, is that when somebody helps us identify our natural giftedness, when someone points out a gift about you that you also kind of intuitively know to be true, they're linked to them. You're intense, you're passionate, you won't get outworked, you're relentless. I went, I am those things. And when someone linked those gifts to me winning, now I believed I could win. That's the other way to change identity, is when someone can link your giftedness to the victory, you'll believe it. You need to bet on your strengths and don't give a fuck about what you suck at. Way too many people in this room are gonna spend the next 30, 40 years of their lives trying to check the boxes of the things that they're not as good at and that you're gonna waste a load of time and lose. I highly recommend auditing yourself or if you have no empathy or EQ or self-awareness, then find somebody in your family or friendship that does and let them tell you who you are. And once you believe that, either for yourself or someone else told you, go directly all chips all into that because that is the only possible way, in my opinion, watching from the outside, that is a very highly likely way of over-indexing. Because the truth is, if you want to be an anomaly, you've got to act like one. People will respect you for going out there and trying your hardest. It's not how you actually perform that earns you the respect of your peers. It's the fact that you went out and actually did it. That's the difference. You don't know what you can take until the pressure is applied to your life. You don't know what you can endure until people stab you in the back and walk away from you. You don't know how much courage you have until you've been under fire and under struggle and under tribulation. You can't learn what's in you sitting back in a lazy boy chair hitting the remote control watching HBO and Cinemax. But when all hell breaks loose, That's when you get to see what you got. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm made of something. I, 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 I didn't get to see the design. I didn't get to see the architectural plans, but I know I'm made of some good stuff. I can tell by the burdens I bear and the load I carry and the stuff I endure. I shock myself at what I'm able to take. It's not just that I shock my enemies, I shock myself. Most people go through life never discovering what their talents are. Most people never develop their talents. They have skills and abilities, but if you don't nurture them, if you don't develop them, they will never serve you. Your gifts can take you many places if you develop your gifts. Most of us don't like to do those things that come easy to us. If you decide to drop your buckets where you are and develop your gifts, I grant you, you'll never ever be without. I grant you that your gifts will take you places that will literally amaze you. I grant you that if you begin to work to develop your gifts, you'll develop a strong sense of happiness. You'll get a larger vision of yourself because part of beginning to get a larger vision of yourself, all of us need some area of our lives where we can have a feeling of competence. That people know when they think about this area, that's something you do that you eat and sleep that. 
And that you do that, you do that. So the reason why most of you are not where you need to be economically, because you're counting on another man's gift or another woman's gift to make room for you, and that's not biblical. Well, you're working for somebody, and that's that person's gift. And you're working on behalf of their gift, and there's nothing wrong with that. But don't expect to have the outcomes you want when you're in somebody else's gift. So the first thing you need to do is you need to identify what your gift, and I need you to do an inventory on all of them. Now let me give you an interesting, an interesting point. Successful people have been studied at great length for many years, and their behaviors have been observed. What do successful people do that's different from other, other people? One of the things that we find is that successful people, all of them, are very action-oriented. In other words, if they get an idea, they move quickly on it. If they learn something new, they try it out. Now people say, well, what if it doesn't work? Well, if it doesn't work, find out quickly. There's a, there's a, there's a rule that says try quickly and fail fast. Because here's the only two things can happen if you take action on a new idea. What are they? What are the two things? It's not a trick question. I'll tell you if it's a trick question. It's not a trick question. Well, it can work. And if it works, it tells you do more of that. Or if it doesn't work, it gives you feedback. And you either stop doing it or you modify it until it does work. But the wonderful thing is that you can't lose by trying something new. So if you were to take successful people, and there's, been a, there's many studies that have been done on this, if you could only look at them through a window and look at a group of people, look through the window, you could tell who the successful people are because they're always in motion. They're always trying more things. They're always active. Unsuccessful people are always waiting for everything to be just right. It's like waiting for a bus on a street where no buses go. <laughs> they're still waiting where the bus, the bus never comes. Successful people are always taking action. So if all you do is just take more action, just get busier, you'll be more successful. Now, I studied this for many years, and what I found is that it's not luck. It's what, is, what we call the law of probabilities. The law of probabilities says that if you, if you flip a coin, the probabilities are 50%. It will come down heads or tails, okay? If the law of probability says that if you drive home, there's a certain probability that, that everything will happen. If you drive home, there's a very high probability you'll be safe, but there's a small probability you'll have an accident. In life, when you get married, there's a probability you'll be successful and happy. There's a probability that you won't. All life insurance, all insurance is based on probabilities. It's based on, on statistics, okay? So, how do you make your own luck? The way you make your own luck is you try more things. It's very simple. It's like, it's like, it's like life is a great game of darts, okay? Now, if you only throw one dart at the board, your chances of hitting a bullseye are very, very small because of the law of probabilities. But if you throw dart after dart after dart after dart after dart at the board, what must you eventually do? First of all, even if you're an idiot, you'll, you'll eventually hit the board. <laughs> and, and, and if you keep throwing darts and you keep throwing darts one after another, even if you're an idiot, you will sooner or later hit a bullseye. Isn't that true? So you look at successful people, and one of the things we find about successful people is that they're just average people who try more things. They just try more things. They're more active. They make more calls. In selling, we make more calls. And in life, we just try more things. Now, here's an interesting thing. If you throw darts, how many times will you miss the bullseye? Most of the time. Most of the things you try won't work. The, the fact is that successful people fail far more than unsuccessful people. In other words, if you throw lots of darts, you're going to miss most of the time. 
but you don't focus on the misses. Every time you learn something new, it's like throwing another dart. Every time you read a book, listen to a tape, come to a course like this, it's like adding more darts to your, to your, to your bag, so you have more darts to throw. And so an average person who's got more darts to throw will be more successful than a genius who's got very few darts to throw. So it's really important. Well, and, and I'm getting off the track, but you can make your own luck by simply throwing more darts, by trying more things, by, by, by doing what you're doing tonight, by coming here. And my job is to give you a whole bunch of darts, okay? Because the law is that if you try enough things, you will be a big success. If you try enough things, because human beings are, are, are learning organisms. In other words, we, we're always learning from our experiences. We're learning at a conscious level and even at an unconscious level. But you cannot help but learn. You're just learning all the time. So even if you're trying things and you're failing, you're still learning at a very fast rate. In fact, you learn more and faster from failure than from anything else. Nobody really learns much from success. But from failure, you get real smart. Whenever people fail to achieve their goals 99.9% .9 of the time, you ask them why, they'll tell you it's because of a lack of resources. That's what all these things are. I didn't have the support, right? I didn't have the money, we didn't have the time, we didn't have this, we didn't have that. There's a resource that people believe is missing. And that resource, belief structure, then keeps people from ever being able to really lead. Because what leaders do is they find a way to maximize whatever resources they have, as little as they may be, and they don't believe in limited resources. I'll give you an example. Let's take a business example to start with. In 1974, a guy named Sam Walton had built his little company up. He came up with an idea. He started with $20,000 in, I think, 1962, if I remember right. But by 1974, within 12 years, he had 78 stores. And you know how he did it? In the middle of the night, he'd drive across the border, and he'd go and study other people's stores. He'd buy everything the cheapest he could in the middle of the night. He'd go to other people's stores. Whatever was working, he figured out successfully his clues. He came back and did it in his store. Whatever was working in any store, in any competitor, anywhere he could do it, he did it. So he figured out how to maximize the little resources he had. It's 20,000, built 78 stores, and if you read any of the people following him, the company had gone public in that year, they were all saying, this is it. He's maximized his resources. I mean, he only has so much money. There's only so many cities that are going to appeal to this discounting mentality, right? This is it. This is all he can do. And the word on Wall Street was, sell. Now, what's interesting is, at that time, you look at Sears, and Kmart, and they were gargantuan companies, weren't they? 20, 30, 40, 50 times, 100 times his size or more, probably. And at that time, they were the leaders, and they knew what's going to happen. But did things change, yes or no? Did he suddenly get mass amounts of capital? No. Here's what they didn't understand. Sam Walton now, or the Walton organization, Walmart, is the most successful retailing operation on earth. And when you talk about Bill Gates being the richest man in the world, that's only true because Sam's fortune is divided up amongst a bunch of different family members. You put them together, they dwarf Bill Gates. Sam Walton did this. How did he do it? What people underestimated is that this guy could go to 4,400 stores, do 250 billion. Where's Kmart today? And they've been shrinking. All of them have been shrinking. And he's the dominant force on earth. Here's the thing he understood. Resources are interesting, but the ultimate resources are the feelings of emotion that make you resourceful. Think of it this way. Resourcefulness is the ultimate resource. What do I mean? What are the emotions that make all this possible? What's the fuel that takes an idea from being in your head where you intellectually know what to do? How many of you had an idea, for example, was a great idea, you're excited about it, and then you didn't do anything. One day, there you saw it on the shelf, you saw it somewhere, someone stole your idea. How many of you had this happen? Say, I. 
The only difference between you and that person was not that they had more resources, they were more resourceful. Hey guys, my name is Mark Cox. I took what was $2,000 of loaned money from school and turned it into over $750,000 while in college. Now that I'm out of college and graduated, I day trade for a living and teach people just like you how to trade and get financial freedom or at least get another source of income. With my system, you not only get courses that teach you all the basics and what you need to know before jumping into stocks, but also you're gonna learn how to do everything the right way and work with me personally. As long as you have a cell phone or a computer, you can learn how to trade right from anywhere in the world as long as you have Wi-Fi. So join me, get started now, and let's become a profitable trader.